Were you not cast out of your order? I left voluntarily. Yes, but you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council. We were both tools for greater powers. I am here to bring you to justice. Justice is merely the construct of the current power base. A base which, according to my calculations, is about to change. And Darth Sidious is behind it? He is behind everything. In the shadows, always, but soon, very soon. He will reveal himself. Episode 13 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I am here with Nick Prony, Darth Maul enthusiast. <laughs> Darth Maul enthusiast, aren't we all right now? Wow. Uh, so yeah, we yesterday was the Siege of Mandalore Part Two, The Phantom Apprentice, and I literally woke up in the middle of the night i went to bed at a normal time thursday night and i wasn't going to get up in the middle of the night or i wasn't going to get up like super early i was going to get up at 6 6 30 to watch it and literally at like three in the morning i like gasped and woke up <laughs> and I, I i was like what is going on i was like am i sick or what's going on and i just i couldn't get back to sleep so i was like oh, whatever so I, I went ahead and watched it on my phone and then of course after i watch it can't get back to sleep started again but then by that time i was like too exhausted so yeah i that was my my first viewing of this one was on my phone at three in the morning i was i was just ready it it just feels like christmas eve with every episode that comes out you know especially with this arc it's like it's hard to wait for him anymore but nick what was your viewing schedule yesterday well, my plan was to get up early I, every morning. I've been getting up and working out to get out of this quarantine funk. And uh, I did that, and I've been getting up early. And usually but I have about 45 minutes after I'm done working out before the girls arise. And uh, unfortunately, this is one of those days, which every day, where you want to do something, and you have it planned out, the girls wake up and ruin your plan and um so i didn't end up getting watched until late afternoon then i had some problems with my uh, fire stick and had to watch a little bit on my phone before my tv caught up so then i watched it a couple more times and then i watched it again like around 1 a.m because i couldn't sleep either again so i watched it probably two or three times yesterday it's one of those things that watching it on a phone like it doesn't do it justice at all because like when i watched it at 3 a.m on my phone trying to be quiet i was like wow like i was blown away but then when i got up put it on the tv blasted the sound it was just like holy crap like this is a movie yeah it's a movie it's it like i don't it, it's what's amazing about it is it, it it's like in my feels you know it's uh 
it, I haven't felt like this. I mean, there's moments in Star Wars since we've started everything again. Um, there's moments in Clone Wars, you know, prior to this. There were lots of moments in Rebels to me. You know, Twilight of the Apprentice and um, uh, Sabine's trials with the Darksaber and all that stuff in uh, Rebels. You know, you kind of have that, oh my gosh, this is like the tension, the excitement. And I haven't felt that in a long time, you know, you know, obviously I did feel that with the anticipation of the force awakens, um, coming out. Cause it's been so long since we got any star Wars content on the theater, on the theater scale, but I haven't felt this much like tension, excitement, uh, back until when the prequels were released, you know, I was a younger lad and, uh, <laughs> the excitement level, the Darth Maul's face on a pizza hut, pizza box, you know, like I remember everything about that growing up being so excited waiting for to see this Darth Vader's arrival. And so I, that's what's so great about these episodes. Uh, they do feel like a movie, and I do feel like we're going to get it put together, and whether it's released on Disney+, Plus or they do it once we can go back into a movie theater uh, whenever the heck this ends. It, but, yes, it's, it's really the music is just amazing the storytelling is just amazing and you're you're tense you're like i i can't explain it i, I it's just, it's a happy feeling it's a it's a ticking time bomb you know the whole episode like even last week the whole episode is just we know what's coming and they keep scattering in timestamps you know on where we are and like how close we are to order 66 you know we have Obi-Wan talking in this episode, Dooku's gone. So we know that we're past that point in Revenge of the Sith. And then he says he's going to Utapau. And it's like, okay, like we're we're there. It's 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 here. We've crossed over into the timeline. Like we're we're no longer leading up to Revenge of the Sith. Like we're in the middle of it, you know, like right in the beginning of it. Uh so yeah, it's it's it is. And you can tell it's a movie just because it opens up and it, it it's the same exact shot it just left off on, you know, and at the beginning it pops up with the Lucasfilm limited logo again, and then it gives you the red clone wars logo. And then it gave like a, uh, that music that that little music cue this week with the logo. And it reminded me a lot of rogue one when that opens up where it's just like hits you with like one beat and it's like, okay, you're in it again. Like you're here. So I thought that was really cool. And then I always watch these episodes and pretty much all TV with, with captions on and right. It was, you know, the whole screen. Was, yeah. Yeah. I always, I always just have it with captions. Yeah. It's oh my God. Are you my, 80? My, <laughs> you have one of those phones with the giant numbers too. <laughs> yeah. My wife started doing it and like, it actually, it helps me helps me remember things better and it helps me like grasp the dialogue even a little bit better but i'm just we've been doing it for like a year or so so now i'm just used to it so every time i have it on but i so so for this one it's like a black screen and it just says lightsaber humming and it's just like oh like here we go like you know it, it you just get goosebumps going back into it just just so good yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for the all right i'll that. try it i <laughs> guess i should good. knock it before i try it <laughs> yeah and, and I, i'm not alone i've heard of a lot of other people doing that too but uh yeah so it, it drops us immediately right back where we were ahsoka is down in the tunnels surrounded by maul surrounded by his loyal mandalorian faithful and 
we get a lot of conversations in this episode with Maul and Ahsoka, which I was listening to an episode of Sky Talkers this week, and they had Katie, who is like the biggest Darth Maul fan alive. She knows everything about Darth Maul. And she's at Pohot Dameron on Twitter, and she's just hilarious too. But we get Chatty Maul. Like, we were so used to, you know, at the very beginning with Maul and the Phantom Menace, like, he says, like, four lines but now like as time goes on like he's so talkative and he just like gabs and gabs and gabs which is just so great because sam whitwer who does the voice is just amazing but we get we get this right off the bat maul and ahsoka talking he doesn't know who she is obviously she knows who he is and wants to capture him but then they start talking about his kinda, name she is, but he says her name. I mean, he's Ahsoka Tano, is it? I mean, so either he's sensing that or right. Um, he he knows somehow uh, who she is, but yeah, I, I, they've never had a confrontation. That you know, there's nothing personal between them at all. But yeah, he goes into telling her about you know things are about to change, and uh, the the Republic's not going to be in charge anymore. And she's like, and and who is you? And then he drops the bomb on her of Darth Sidious. And he like when he says Darth Sidious, he says Darth. And then he like gasps a little bit and just gives like a little beat and then says Sidious. And the whole time he, you know, last week we talked about like, why, why does he want Kenobi? Why does he want Kenobi? You know, is it, is he, did he really do all of this just to get Kenobi and get revenge on him? And we were both kind of confused by that. And now we get this like right in the opening. The answer to that question basically is that Skywalker. He brings up the name Skywalker like right away. Yeah, my, I, I liked I liked the part where um, when he's saying her name, and he said, uh, "You know, we have a similar set of friends." You know, like, and Ahsoka was like, uh, "I wouldn't call it that," but I like yeah. that. You know, it's kind of like a little funny. Barb, yeah, you know, you know, um, you know, the Chancellor and Dooku yeah. <laughs> and Anakin and Obi Wan because he's never met Anakin. You know, yeah, we got a whole bunch of friends together. I, I thought that was kind of cool. It was good. Ahsoka has a lot of really like good one liners throughout this entire arc so far. It's she's yeah. I just I just love the Maul's interaction there. You know, I mean, he's just dropping these little. It, it's it's just it also hurts to watch because she's. Even though Ahsoka's kind of separated herself from everything, he's also kind of bringing her back in with this information and making her feel again and making her, you know, you know, soon the Jedi and the Republic will will no longer have a controlling interest, you know. So, and then you can see Ahsoka is contemplating and thinking about all this. You know, a lot of she has a lot of emotional kind of pauses throughout this whole episode where she's constantly thinking. What what is what's going on here? What's going on? It's you know obviously when she comes later. She can't be true, and so while he's talking and she signals Rex and Rex comes down and then the, the clones come down and they have that brief little lightsaber strike and he says not yet. So what I was thinking there was like either that was like I'm, this isn't the moment to have this conversation because I need more information or whatever, or he's saying. Like the clones come and they're helping Ahsoka, so he knows that the order hasn't happened yet. So you know why you know I'm going to split and we'll we'll pick this up 
I'll get some more information. So that's what I kind of took from that scene. Like, is he saying not yet? We're not going to do this right now or not yet because the order 66 hasn't happened because the clones would have killed Ahsoka. Right. It kind of seemed like he was like, not yet. I need more info, you know, on this. And that's when he, you know, later in the episode gets Jesse and he gets the information more about Ahsoka. It was really interesting that once Maul said not yet, he ran off and then they all go back into the tunnels and then Ahsoka and Rex, you know, they're going through the tunnels and they run into each other and they're like pointed, you know, Rex is pointing his blaster at Ahsoka and Ahsoka has got her lightsabers like ready to go at Rex. And it's just that confrontation and like that camera shot that shows them both like getting ready to go at each other. It's just even more foreshadowing of, you know, where they're, where the clones are going to go. Obviously not Rex, but how the, how the clones are going to match up against who they, who they were just, you know, friends and, and partners with. I was certain that Kenobi would have come himself, perhaps bring his loyal foe Skywalker, is it? Master Kenobi had a more important engagement. Indeed. So then we go on to the next scene and it opens up in the throne room. And this is where we get a lot of lot more truth bombs for Ahsoka. And we get Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, and Rex. And they're all talking about how the war is going. You know, that's this is when Ahsoka brings up Darth Sidious. And then Obi-Wan kind of lets her know and lets them all know reluctantly that he has heard the name, you know, that Dooku had mentioned him before, but he does, he's reluctant to give up too much information there, you know, because it's Bo-Katan, Rex, and everybody. He asks them to leave, and then that's when that's when him and Ahsoka really get into the, the deeper conversation. What's cool about this, I, you know, I was trying to think, in, in, going back, we talked about it a little bit already, but uh, where is he in, where is this at during the movie, where is he's having this little... In Revenge of the Sith, where is he having this little conversation? Is it already after he talked to Anakin, saying, "Listen, I don't want to put you in this position, anyways"? Is it on it right before? Is he on his way to Utapah to kill Grievous? It's just cool to have these little yeah. these scenes. And I think there is a scene in Revenge of the Sith where he's talking with, or there's like a quick scene where he's like in front of a hologram with Cody and all them there. So that that's cool if that if that is indeed in fact when they decided to put that in mm-hmm. um right before he takes off to go to Utaval. Uh, yeah, that's a good call. Um I didn't think about that, but now that you say that and I, I don't hundred percent remember exactly how that scene went. Quick I little do, scene, yeah. Like he's in a he's a, he's in what he's little, his little orange, whatever those fighters are called. Yeah. And Cody is right by him and there's a and then he gets up and walks walks away so i'm wondering if that you know those little tie-ins that i want i'm wondering if that's when they decided to do this but yeah. Um, yeah i find it interesting that in this part as well this is where he says yeah the council has su- suspected this that's that sidious has been playing both sides and is behind the clone wars right and he, he pretty much yeah lays it out there that yeah he's he has been in charge of the cl- like he has been responsible for the clone wars and playing both sides where it's like They've known about that there was Darth Sidious or somebody since episode one, obviously, you know, because it was Maul and they said always two there are. So they've known about that since then. But yeah, he's pretty matter of fact, like 
Darth Sidious has been in charge of both sides. It's like, well, if he's in charge of both sides, then shouldn't you have known that? And the other thing too is like, you know, he talks about Darth Sidious and talks about Count Dooku and how he had that conversation with Dooku. But at this point, it's like, they don't connect any dots ever, you know, <laughs> which is just like so frustrating because it's like, you think Dooku was just there and you guys had to go save the chancellor. And why do you think the chancellor was there in the first place? If you're going to have Anakin spy on him, you know, it's like connect the yeah. dots somehow. Especially, but at, yeah. Especially after Yoda's arc at the, you know, um, in Clone Wars, where basically he's basically told by the Force priestesses, yeah, this is it, really it, happening. They're um, they're definitely clouded by the dark side, but yeah, it's just like when they say it out loud, I'm like, are you listening to yourself? Like, you should know, like, what is going on, and that comes up later too. We'll talk about it, but Ahsoka is the same way. It's like, ha, ha, like connect the dots. It's it's right there in front of you, which you know, obviously we know what happened, so it's a little bit easier. But yeah, it's um. It's good, but yeah, so so Obi-Wan and Ahsoka talk about Dooku, and then they talk about Palpatine, and Obi-Wan, you know, tells the rest of them to leave, and then she he tells Ahsoka that that's Anakin's next assignment, is to spy on the Chancellor. And, you know, she defends that just like Anakin did, where he's like, you know, he the Chancellor has been a great friend and a great mentor to him, and, you know, so Ahsoka knows that they've had that relationship before, and then she's like, there's no way he could be happy about this. And Obi-Wan's like, no, he's not. You know, I, and then he asked her to talk to him. And, and he says, he has a line, I think, of, you know, the Jedi Council isn't always right. And I need you to talk to him. And so he's like admitting, like, he doesn't agree with that decision. But there's nothing he can really do because he's his hands are tied because he's on the council. He can't really tell Anakin other orders you know he he basically tells him like no you need to do this but he, now he's asking ahsoka to talk to him and maybe talk him out of it you know or or, or talk some sense into him or something but yeah it's uh it was an interesting conversation between those two the thing also and and, you, and this might be like the most obvious thing to everyone else but to me it was just kind of like watching it just kind of opened my eyes you can tell number one which first you know when you're watching revenge of the sith and he kills, uh, Anakin kills Dooku, you know, then they land back at Coruscant. He's like, you know, you wrestled the chancellor and killed Count Dooku all while I'm saving me on the back, blah, blah, You earn your, your day. But when this happens, he has conversation with them. It's almost like he's perturbed that Anakin has done this. Like, you know, we couldn't get any information. You know, if I was awake, you know, I wouldn't have let him do this. And it also, when I was watching the movie, to me, when he has Dooku, you know, by the by the head, basically his lightsabers on him, and uh, Sidious says, "Kill him, do it." You know, like I always kind of took that as just Anakin's rise to the dark side. He shouldn't have done that, and he just killed him. And you know, but now that I think about it, it's like it kind of almost to the effect of there's only one other, there's two people that know about Sidious's plan, and one of them is this guy. And if he's allowed to be captured. And taken in, maybe he'll, you know, unfold the whole plot and it's Sidious's plan. Yeah, kill him because mm. oh my god, he's one of the only guys that knows about this. So yeah. Sidious kind of covering his tracks. And I never thought of that like that when I watched the movie. I just thought of it as, you yeah. know, Anakin's rise to you know Darth Vader has continued. I mean, it is that still, but right. um, you know, just kind of cool sheaves little 
kill him because, oh my God, if you don't, ugh, you know, I might have to do this a little earlier than I wanted to. So, yeah, uh, and Dooku already did. You know, he already told Obi Wan about Darth Sidious in the first yeah. place, and like gave him his, you know, drop his name, and kind of did tell him basically that he was trying to take over and Dooku wanted Obi-Wan to join him so they could take him down. So it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's a, it's a good call, but yeah, I think it's interesting. Obi-Wan tells her to speak with him and then she says, and what defend the council's actions. And he's basically like, no, like, that's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to talk some sense into him and like, tell him like, this is, this is probably what we do need to do. And yeah, then, he disagrees with the council's decision already. We know that, and that this it even furthers it here. He also doesn't. He also can sense it. He doesn't want him to. He doesn't want him to be in this position. So he's asking. He's pleading. I don't think the council's right. I need you to help me here because I, I don't know if he'll listen to me or. Yeah, you can definitely see it. it's a small scene with Obi Wan, but you can see all the emotions and, or you can see you know the worry the kind of the you know he has no control of the situation and he needs he needs her assistance yeah it's tense it's tense for sure and you know rex comes in says there's been an attack and then ahsoka's like tell anakin like dot 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 and then obi-wan kind of cuts her off a little bit and is like i will which obviously we know like obi-wan and anakin don't have any more conversations you know he's already had this conversation with anakin about spying on the chancellor we know that the next time they talk is going to be on Mustafar and, you know, it'd be kind of awkward for him to tell him in the middle of the, their confrontation there that, uh, it, that Ahsoka needs help. But when, when she said, tell him, it kind of left it open-ended. Like what exactly did she want him to tell Anakin? You know, was it that she needs more help on Mandalore? Cause that's kind of where the conversation was that she needs more men or was it that Maul, mentioned Sidious or I I don't know it was it was kind of open-ended and I thought that was an interesting choice where like that just kind of left it like that yeah like tell me tell him that I care about him or tell him you know yeah. that he'll he'll always be my master or whatever what yeah you could enter any sentence into that little moment it's weird because they had she didn't straight up tell Obi-Wan no I'm not gonna call Anakin like so why couldn't she tell him if she is going to contact him like that that's never settled she never says that's not my job or no, I'm not going to do it. Or, you know, we're not going to have time to do that. Um, so that's, it was, it was kind of weird, but I did like it. Yeah, no, for sure. It was, it was really good. It was tense. That whole scene, just the fact that we're getting a conversation between Obi-Wan and Ahsoka, like right in the middle of revenge of the Sith is, is just so cool. The chancellor has been a great friend and mentor to Anakin. I can't imagine he is happy about this. No, he's not. So perhaps it's best that you do speak with him. And what? Defend the Council's actions? I hardly think I'm the best person for that. Ahsoka, the Council isn't always right. That's why I'm asking for your help. Sorry to interrupt, but there's been an attack. You had best go. Tell Anakin. I will. So that scene ends, we go to the next scene and the way this next scene opened up was like one of the cool, and and they've been doing it all season with these awesome camera shots and just like showing the scale of everything. And they open up with 
there's a bunch of dead clones on the ground and then the camera pans over them and goes into that large well. And it's like that shot, like going down into the well. And I just thought that was such a great shot. And it, and it kind of thematically tells us like, this is where things are going downhill Order 66 is getting ready to happen and there's nothing they can do about it to stop it. So we go there. This is where Trooper Sterling is on the ground and he talks to Ahsoka about Maul, basically saying that Maul wants information on her. And then he says that he took clone trooper Jesse or Arc Trooper Jesse because he could tell that he was older. And I thought that was interesting too, because and I don't I don't remember a ton about Jesse. I know he's been present throughout the Clone Wars, but the fact that he's older, I, I didn't I don't know why Maul needed that maybe i guess he just has more information since he's older did you catch that at all yeah the, the only thing i can think of and this is this is reaching here do you remember when in uh in clone wars where the the one clone um turns on the sisters the twin sisters yes i can't think of their names yep so the only thing i can think of then is like that clone kind of malfunctioned i can't remember his name his, yeah the clone's name uh, did that it um, escapes me right now. Yeah, um, I know. I know what episode you're talking about. It'd be cool if it was Jesse. I can't. You know, I can't. I can't remember. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go back and listen. But you know, and then they tell, and and then they they tell the chancellor that you know that this is what happened. And I'm wondering is like at that point the clones going forward after that were like modified to where like that couldn't happen until the, the actual order was executed. Um, and that's the only thing I guessed at it, at that. And that, and that was, I'm reaching here, but that's, that's how I took it was, it was an older clone. So they hadn't worked out all the kinks yet of the inhibitor chip, but uh, that's just me guessing. Yeah. That was an interesting, just like little one liner where it's like, yeah, he recognized he was older. So he took him, but anyways, so he took him, and then it cuts to Maul and Saxon and Rook down in the back down in the tunnels. And this is where he goes into Jesse's mind, you know, and he kind of he talks to Jesse and everyone really about like this grand design, you know, about Sidious's plan and how, you know, the clones were bred for combat and they're all part of the plan. Maul was all part of the plan, but he he says he wasn't made aware of its grand design, but he played his part. So like mm-hmm. in episode one, you know, the Phantom Menace, we know that Maul knows that they're out for revenge on the Jedi. Right. But he doesn't, he thinks that he's going to be part of this plan forever. When in reality, he was going to be cast aside seemingly from the beginning, you know, by Sidious. And so he didn't know how everything was going to happen, but he knew of the plan for sure. My my favorite part of this little scene is where uh, Jesse says, "I'm not going to tell you anything," and he said, "How charming you think <laughs> that is to be true." <laughs> like yeah. I'm going to get the information I want to get, and, and you know he uses his first time we see besides um, the new trilogy, we see the Force Kylo Ren uh, get the information I want out of your your head. Yeah. Um, it was the same shot that we see with Kylo Ren and Poe, you know, where it's like that up close and you yeah. see like both of their faces. And we, mm-hmm. I mean, we did get that in the original trilogy. We just didn't see it, you know, and, and Vader 
it depends on how you want to interpret it. They had the machine that they tortured, that they tortured Han with. And, you know, it's kind of implied that Vader might've done this, but yeah, you're right. As far as seeing it, like it was just cool to see Maul use that, you know, against Jesse. And it's like, Ooh, dang. And yeah, just him reaching out his hand, looking exactly like Kylo Ren was, was really cool parallel. Yeah. I remember in the new trilogy, people complaining about that. So it's cool to, you know, you know, We've never seen this before. How does this kid know how to do this? You know, it's just cool to see it in other avenues to, you know, our, our Dave paying homage, paying an homage to, you know, the new trilogy. But yeah, I, I really liked it. But yeah, and, and Maul's talking there, you know, I wasn't part of the plan, cast aside, forgotten. He's still in his own head. He can't get past this. This is like one of the redeeming qualities that I always have for Maul because I'm always feeling for him. <laughs> like, I, I feel like... <laughs> Like yeah. one of no other character, he's he's constantly like in this destructive circle, and he can't shake it. To me, yeah, he, I I just loved hearing him talk about it. Like I was just cast aside, yeah. Not part of the plan wasn't made aware, you know. And he uses it again later when he talks to Ahsoka, and we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, I like the scene, and he basically tell me about this Ahsoka Tano to Jesse to get the information he needs this specific episode i and you could kind of feel it before you know with comics and knowing his backstory and and you know even before the phantom s and stuff like that but this episode really did it for me as far as like feeling terrible for him you know like i'm just like sad for him because like sidious was like his father basically and he wanted to prove himself to him time and time again and then you know he just keeps he's just cast aside like no one cares about him. And then, you know, even when he's captured earlier in the clone wars, it's like, you just feel bad for him. And then, yeah, the further we get along in this episode, it's just like, man, he's such a like sympathetic character where it's like, you just want to, you just want to like give him a hug and be like, man, I feel for you. Like, and which yeah. is the, the weirdest thing because it's Darth Maul. And like the way he started, like he didn't have an arc at all in the Phantom Menace. He was just an evil guy. You know, he just looked really cool and was a bad guy and got killed in the end. You know, he didn't really have any story at all. And now it's like, wow, you know, and the animation department just like took him and, and ran with him and just made him this multi-layered character. Like, you know, and he's not even in a ton of clone wars episodes even, but just in that little time, it's just, yeah, you just feel bad for him. What plan? What are you talking about? The plan. The only plan that matters. Not even I was made aware of its grand design. But I played my part. And do you know what happened to me? I was cast aside. I was forgotten. But I survived. And I can thrive in the chaos that is to come. So then Maul sends Saxon to kill Almec because he doesn't want Almec leaking inf- any information. And so Bo-Katan, Ahsoka, and Rex pay Almec a visit. And this is where I thought it was really funny, and it got a little bit meta. But Almec says, you know, they're talking about Maul, and they're trying to figure out, like, what is Maul talking about? What's his plan? And then Almec says, for weeks now, he's been consumed by a strange sense of dread. And I feel like that is talking about the entire audience. Like we know what's coming. I've been, I've been consumed by this strange sense of dread too. Like it's strange in the sense that I want to see it all. And I'm like, I'm super excited for it, but all, but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, what's going to happen and there's nothing you can do about it. And then, yeah. And then this is where all tells them, 
he wasn't just after Kenobi. And then he's like, I can't remember the other name. And he's like kind of smiling and stuff. Ahsoka's like, Bo, help him remember. And he, she goes up to him, points the blaster at him, like getting ready to do something to him. And then he, he starts to talk again. And then at this point, Saxon shoots him. And then, you know, he gets out that last dying breath, Skywalker. And at this moment is the exact music cue from Return of the Jedi where Vader dies, where it's like that really slow, sad Imperial March. And I just, yeah, I, just heard, I just heard the Vader music. I couldn't tell what scene it was from, but I could just tell it was Vader music. Yeah, it was from that that very last scene at Return of the Jedi with Vader and Luke right when he dies, and it's like that real slow, dun, 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 you know, and it's that slow, like, sad, like, um, Imperial March, and it it's playing as he says Skywalker. And it's just, those those little music cues throughout are just just so good. Feedback when you said, yeah, when, when you said when, when uh, uh, the Prime Minister's talking about Maul, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can just picture like this mall, like, you know, just locked up in his room, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like them, you know, Lord Maul, you need some food in there. And he's just like, you know, won't answer the door and, <laughs> you know, just leave me alone. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff right now. You know, He's like raging uh, out. to. Uh, yeah, like, um... <laughs> I, really, I really I thought that was kind of funny, like you said. Um, but yeah, that uh, when Anakin's revealed the why he wants, you know. I wanted him here the whole time. And then Bo, when obviously he's killed and Bo sees it at Saxon and chase after him, they have a cool little battle where they're, she can really hold her own. It's uh Saxon's no, no slouch and uh, has that battle and, you know, almost dies. Like she's like literally <laughs> three seconds from death and uh, just like runs out. Like it's nothing. So yeah, that was a really cool scene where she's, or, Jetpack even almost falters because she's trying to use it so far to keep her from the elevator from smashing her. Yes, this is a great example of another Star Wars elevator because we get so many Star Wars elevators throughout. And this one's a little bit different because, yeah, is it an Attack of the Clones where Anakin and Obi-Wan are kind of on the elevator and he has to like, come through the top? I think it's Attack of the Clones where we get that scene on Geonosis. Anyways, that's off topic. But yeah, Star Wars elevators... They're definitely on one in Revenge of the Sith. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's uh, it's in the Sack of the Clones where he's always on the move. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But yeah, so so we get that whole scene. Bo-Katan goes off. And then just the way Almec says Skywalker, it reminded me of Yoda. Or he's like, there is another Skywalker, you know, as he's dying. And it's just mm-hmm. like kind of the same thing there, which which was just really cool. But yeah, and then things start to get really crazy because it goes straight from Bo-Katan and Saxon's fight to Maul and with the crime syndicates. And this is where we get Dryden Voss, and I just like lost it at this point because I was like, oh, that's that's so cool to see him in animation form. Yeah. And like right off the bat, like I knew exactly who that was. And uh, you know, we get Martin Krim with the Pikes, we get Dryden Voss with Crimson Dawn, and then Zeton Maj which is the Black Sun leader. Yeah, I there's the Black Sun. I didn't know what his and name was. I had to look it up too because like, I recognize kind of what he looked like and I feel like I had seen either him or like a species like him before. But yeah, I had to look that one up. But yeah, we get that that shot and that was just such a cool cameo by Dryden Voss there. And 
he's telling them to go into hiding is what Rook tells Saxon. Then Maul has this whole speech to his faction of Mandalorians, the Maul DeLoreans, if you want to call them that. But he says, you once freed me from my imprisonment by Sidious. At the time I thought Dooku was an old fool, but now I see he and I are the same. So he, he realizes they were both pawns in this whole grand scheme and that it was going to be Skywalker from the beginning. And, you know, he says one step behind the dark side has never been stronger. And then Rook asks him, you know, what does that mean? And this is where he goes into a speech of the galaxy will be remade. We need to seize as much power as we can. And then he goes on this whole like rally cry speech where he's telling them, like, if you're going to die, you'll die on the field of battle. Uh, You'll die as warriors. And they all kind of get rallied up there in that short little scene. The first thing that came to my mind was, obviously, again, we've talked about it, but if you haven't read the Son of Dathomir comics, you have to. Um, It really gives you more information into this whole thing. So the first thing, yes, I I was really excited to see Dryden Voss, and that was a cool connection to Solo. I've said always I love his little connections. But again, you know, who cares really in in the grand scheme of things, you know, we have these other things that are canon and things kind of little discrepancy, I guess, if you will change um, like Ahsoka's lightsabers are blue now and not green, which they were in the Ahsoka novel. But, you know, I guess just enjoy it. But Mark Krim is technically already dead. He, she, he died in um, Dark Disciple, which happens before these events. So who cares really? But that's just a little discrepancy. And then the Shadow Collective was done, you know, at the end of um, Son of Dathomir. Like, they disbanded, and now they're obviously back together. And that happens at the end of the Son of Dathomir comic. So, a little bit of discrepancies again, but, you know, who, who's, who's really counting? I guess I am, but, you know, it's not a big, a big deal in the grand scheme of things. So, um, just a little interesting things there that I pick up that I could be... It seems like, yeah, once Maul got freed, then he knew, because he has a line about thriving in the chaos, like, this is where we're going to shine, or like, he'll be, he'll be fine. But this is where I feel like, yeah, once he got out, like he not only rallied his Mandalorian troops, but he went out and like started recruiting again, you know, kind of like he did in the first place. But he does have the line in this scene to the Mandalorians while they're down in the gutters. He says, it is not the way of your people to hide here in the gutters, which is just tragic because where we see the Mandalorians in the Mandalorian, they're down in the gutters in that series too. And it's just like, oh, ouch, like stabbed to the heart right there. It's just, you know, that's just the tragedy of the Mandalorians in general. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Um, I like that they're, you know, you guys are warriors if you die, you're going to die as warriors and not living in this, these holes and these gutters. And yeah, I wrote that same thing down because yeah, where we, you know, now that the, the clones have basically occupied Mandalore. Now when the, the series Mandalorian starts up, they are back in these, there's, we don't know how many there are, but the, the main gathering of them is, you know, height in hiding uh, underneath the city. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's cool how they tied that in. It's, it's also kind of laying the seeds. If you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet or if you have and you just kind of like, wow, this is where they all have come now, not just the uh, that little Death Watch or whatever. I forgot what group they're with. With Maul is now because Bo-Katan was Death Watch. I forgot what the other, other group's called. The Maul-Delorians is what I call them. Maul-Delorians or whatever. Yeah. It's so... So we go from that scene and then we, the next scene opens up with the stormtroopers occupying the city. It's really sad too, because like, this is going to be their job. And, and they, you know, I think it's Rex who's basically like, my men don't want to be the police force. And it's like, well, sorry, you know, like it's happening now and it's getting ready to happen on a grand scale. Cause that's what, that's all we know of the stormtroopers when they're occupying towns. It's like right now. Yeah. They haven't been, activated for order 66 and to work for the empire yet but it, they're already doing it and that's just yeah super sad yeah, we don't take order from clones that's what one of the yeah. one of the uh, people says and it's uh, well, it's basically yeah. like the the move along you know it's like yeah. we're already there it's like they're mm-hmm. they're doing it in the city yeah. and you can tell and then that and then Bo has a good line she's you know she says this occupation can't stay long the people and i won't stand for it so that's a cool thing. Like she knows in her heart of hearts, she initially did this to regain and bring Mandalorian back, you know, or Mandalore back to its glory. And she realizes at this moment, if this continues, we will be p- past the point of no return. And obviously, unfortunately they get there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, yeah, it's just sad. The whole thing overall, it's just tragic. It's hard to watch. It's just going to get worse in the next couple of weeks. So Rex, let's talk about Rex for a second, because this whole episode, Ahsoka's just telling him like, hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. Like these little things, like go get a medic, go lock down C deck, like go do this, go do that. And I was thinking, I thought that, you know, this last arc would have more Rex and like Rex has been there and present the whole time, but he really hasn't done much he's just kind of there as you know ahsoka's right hand man and they just like hey go do this go do that so i'm curious to see if that changes you know i mean obviously we're gonna have order 66 and it's probably gonna come very soon in the next episode and so we will see rex's reaction to that so i think we'll get more but yeah up until now it's just kind of been rex has been a hey go do this go do that kind of character so far I mean, he obviously had a big role in the first four and, you know, I think he had a role in the, the last episode and obviously he'll have a huge role coming into these next two, I think. In Rebels, he says, you know, um, he tells um, the ghost crew that I never turned on my, on my Jedi, you know, but we could take that. What does that mean? They could play with that. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, he doesn't turn and he has to be snapped out of it and but he never hurt anybody or he has had to take a back seat in this episode but i think he'll play a huge part it's just going to be ahsoka and rex going forward pretty much yeah no for sure i and i hope we get more rex because yeah after that bad batch arc i'm just yeah you start to feel a little bit more for rex and want to see where he's going to go with everything so it opens up with the stormtroopers and then it has bo katan rex ahsoka walking and they go into the throne room and there's maul looking cool as ever with his one leg up and it's it's the exact shot that we had 
uh, from earlier in the Clone Wars where he's on the throne with Savage Oppressed by his side. And it's just, he just looks cool. I don't know. There's nothing else to say about that. It's just such a cool shot where he just, he's making himself comfortable and he's being a little intimidating. Um, and then Bo-Katan goes after him. Big mistake. You know, he uses the force to deflect her blaster bolts and then uh, picks her up, drops her. Basically, he's there to talk to Ahsoka. You know, he, he gives Jesse back as a, you know, good faith. And then run along, run along to your brothers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so, he's just, <laughs> that was good. He, he has all those little lines where it's like, man, like he's just, I don't know. He's just funny. And I like how, again, goes comes back to the new stuff. You know, when we, when the Forest Weekends came up and Poe shot Kylo Ren and he, he stops that blaster bolt midair, yeah. you know, at that point, that is something that no one had seen. Like, oh my God, that scene was so cool uh, when that happened. And and it has made, maybe happened somewhere else in Clone Wars and I just have missed it. But, you know, he's just pushing those blaster points, those blaster shots out of the way. It's so awesome to see. It's, it's um, cool to see how it evolves because, yeah, we... How powerful he is. He is powerful. Unfortunately, yeah. he never wins a dang battle, but uh, <laughs> he's just so... He is powerful. Yeah, it's, you know, Empire Strikes Back, we get Vader... You know, he just, it, the blasters just kind of hit his hand and yeah, it yeah. bounce off. And then in Force Awakens, Kylo Ren stops it midair. And then, yeah, here we just get him kind of like flicking him to the side, which is just, yeah, yeah, another just like how cool is Maul moment. Then the war starts raging outside the window. Uh, he's like, he tells Bo-Katan, one of you might want to go take care of that. And, you know, we'll be fine. He just wants to talk to Ahsoka at this point. So Bo-Katan Don't runs out. Says, Don't yeah, stay, am I okay? We'll be okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he, says it so nonchalant. he does, he does. And so she runs out, and now it's just Ahsoka and Maul in the throne room. And then it cuts to the big battle raging. And you pointed something out that I didn't notice about this big battle, but you want to talk about that? Yeah, there's there's a, a scene that when I was going back on it, the I was. I wanted to focus. I love the Mandalorian, and I wanted to kind of focus on the clone occupation of Mandalore and just watching that, that those clone battles. And there's a scene. It's a very quick scene. Uh, one of the the clones takes a, a shot and falls backwards. And as he falls backwards, the big AT just kind of smashes him. So I'm sure me he was dead. Uh, hopefully he was dead before that. But it's again kind of like a little. It's just like a small inner interjection. You have to. It's it's quick. But again, it goes back to, you know, the last episode or two episodes ago when that pike gets smashed by the elevator, you know, like the little kind of gruesomeness that's kind of thrown in there every once in a while to make it, you know, you really into a battle and make you feel uh, like, oh, my gosh, ah, you know, and it seems like in a kid's show, they wouldn't continue to do that. It's a small scene, so maybe more people didn't notice it. But uh, to me, it was awesome to see. Unfortunately, it's it's one of those where you wish that you are seeing us on a big screen because like you would have definitely noticed that more if it was on the big screen. But yeah, maybe like oh, they yeah. get smashed. But right, maybe we'll get that someday. But so so the battle is raging on, and then this is where we get Maul and Ahsoka talking on. This is chatterbox chatterbox Maul once again. But in this scene, it's just like Maul dropping truth bomb after truth bomb on Ahsoka and her trying to absorb everything and it's just again feeling empathy for maul realizing that he's right 
And it's like, wow, I, I didn't think I'd want Ahsoka to join him so bad. So they could, you know, do all this. But he first tells her, you know, he asks, she says that she left the order and she's like, I did it voluntarily. And then he says, but you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi council. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. There. And then he says, we were both tools for greater powers again. Yes, yes, yes. And then she says, I'm here to bring you to justice. And then he says, justice is merely the construct of the current power base, a base, which is about to change. Or it's like, yes, like a thousand times Maul is, hundred percent correct here he's just right and you hate like agreeing with he's supposed to be a villain but at this point he's not as much of a villain as he once had been like we have that empathy for him and so it's just like sitting here in this scene agreeing with maul a hundred percent and just like listen to him ahsoka like he he he's right here yeah he's playing right into ahsoka's like kind of i don't know if he senses it but obviously we from the last arc with ahsoka you know all of her insecurities about the Jedi and why she left and how seeing a different point of view from the Marquez sisters, mm-hmm. um, you know, and seeing their point of view and then arguing with Obi-Wan the way she did, you know, he's basically just laying it all out there for her. Like, and she's just like, Oh my God. I mean, I think that's why when we talk about it here in a second, she's like, okay, I'll join you because he's just laying out the truths here, you know, they used you, I was used, we can't be part of this hypocrisy anymore, we can only do some about it, everything that, everything has, that you have done has led you to this point, which is kind of what Anakin said in the last episode, you know, maybe that's why everything that's happened to Ahsoka has put her here, and that's why she goes there, so I thought that was a cool little, yeah, put together, you know, I think, and this is still, Ahsoka's trying to process all this stuff, as she's learning it, you know, this is all new to her. The whole, his whole little speech is amazing. I could feel the energy. I could feel his, his sadness of being betrayed. And, you know, the hurt Sam Whitmer is amazing with Maul. I, I, I love Maul. I, this, this whole scene was awesome. It was great. And yeah, you're right about Ahsoka. It is that line that Maul says, you know, about everything she's done leading her there. But yeah, that like her journey with the Martez sisters, like really plays into this. And because I think before that, and before the lesson she learned there, like this would have been a lot harder to take. But at this point, like she's, she's now seen it up close, you know, like she, she knows what's going on and it just takes this little bit of speech from Maul to push her over the edge and be like, I will help you, you know? And it's just like, she turns on a dime and she doesn't like not turning to the dark side or anything, but she just turns and is like everything clicks for her. And I do like that Maul has the, you know, they're talking about Darth Sidious and he says he's behind everything in the shadows always, which is uh, Leia from the rise of Skywalker when she says always in the shadows, which, which is interesting that she says that about the emperor, because that was obviously one of the lines that was recorded for, the force awakens. So how that lines up is a whole, whole other story, but yeah, I thought that was a good, like little callback to, you know, to the rise of Skywalker as well. Yeah. They, the whole, the, the whole next little comment like that, we just talked about half of what they would talk about. Yeah. And he's like, Darth Vader's behind it, behind everything lurking in the shadows. Soon he will reveal. And Ahsoka basically pleads, pleads to him like, okay, so 
help me, but you can help the Jedi stop Sidious before it's too late. And he's like, too late for what? You know, like basically for the Republic to fall, it already has. There's no law. There's going to be no order except for the one that will replace it. Uh, the time of the Jedi has passed. They cannot defeat Sidious. Oh, um, so good. So good. I love it. I mean, I, everything is just like together you and I can. Every choice has ever made has led you to this 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 moment. Um, and that's when he, you know, I, I, like I said, that's what Anakin said to Obi-Wan. And then this gives me like the the vibes. You know, he reaches his hand out. You know, this is Darth Vader reaching his hand out to Luke. This is Kylo Ren reaching out his hand to Rey in the uh, in in Snoke's chamber. You know, it's all these little callbacks again. Here's your choice. I'm only going to offer my hand once. I, I just love this whole little conversation that happens for what three minutes. <laughs> it's it's so good. And yeah, Sam Witwer is great, and Ashley Eckstein is just this whole season she's been killing it too. Like she's just, she's so good as Ahsoka. And it's just this whole, this whole scene was tense. We know in the timeline where we're at. And then as they're, as he's offering his hand, which is, it's kind of funny because they're like 15 yards apart. (laughs) So it's like, if she did take his hand, she'd have to like walk all the way over there. Okay. He's really, really far away. But so I thought that was kind of funny, but I, I, I get the imagery of them being so far apart and then it has the big window and then it shows the war going on and then the windows crash. And then it has that camera angle where it like goes around in circle, you know, and it gets both of them and it's just so tense there. And then we get, that, by the way, that scene is probably one of my favorite scenes now in all of star Wars. I, yeah. I, like I would, even though we're talking about this being a movie, like I would have loved to seen that like in a live um, format, but so still good. one of my favorite, favorite scenes in all of star Wars. Yeah. It was, it was just that like star Wars tense. You're right. Empire strikes back the last Jedi, like tense moment that, that you just live for. And just one of those that, you know, it's going to go down as, as one of the best scenes just on how it was constructed and, and everything. And then, window busts out and this is where ahsoka says i'll help you but you have to answer one question and then she asks what do you want with skywalker or what do you want with anakin skywalker and then this is where he is the key to everything and she in her head to bring balance to the force you know like she knows that he's the chosen one she knows about the prophecy all this stuff and then he says to destroy he has long been groomed for this role as the apprentice for my old master and he's just so small is so sad in this whole line where it's just again you feel terrible for him because it sounds like he's about to cry where he's just he's groomed for this role by as the apprentice for my old master like that was supposed to be my job that was supposed to be me and he's just super sad about it and then ahsoka doesn't believe him and then he tells her again another truth bomb i orchestrated this entire war to lure kenobi here so he would bring skywalker so i could kill him and then it's just like whoa like this is like a destroy sidious's prized people yeah yeah and it's just like dang this is unfortunately what ahsoka needed to hear but of course she knows anakin how she knows him and she doesn't believe it and you know she says I know Anakin pulls her lightsabers 
says your vision is flawed, which I think it's so cool in the first place that Maul had a vision with Anakin in it. You know, it's like, who, how, how does that happen with a dark side user having this like premonition to try to take down the dark side and the Sith? And so I just thought that was visions and, and dreams and everything in Star Wars is just is so trippy and so cool. I'm, I just love that Maul had this vision with Anakin Skywalker in it. Yeah, kind of. It kind of took me took me back a little bit to, to Kylo. You know, it's right now he's kind of like going back between the light and the dark. I mean, like, he, yeah, he is trying to lure. He's starting a he's starting a war to get them to come out. But his goal is to kill Anakin, obviously to make Sidious suffer, but also to you know stop all this bad stuff from happening. So he he's kind of like in a little turmoil of this is probably the the cleanest aspirations we've seen for Maul in all of this. So, you know, that's, that's kind of what I took of that. Yeah. And then we get the lightsaber battle and it's just so awesome. The whole thing. I, how did you feel about the motion capture? I, I thought it was great and I thought it was just, it, it was so cool to see. You could tell that it was done by real people and, you know, just their little like hops and skips and like kicks and, spins like you could tell it was it was choreographed and it was just so good how did you feel about the motion capture i loved it and you know when they when they, i think they talked about it celebration that that was going to happen or i can't remember when they talked about that ray park was going to do some some work so i love that i love the combination of ray and sam you know playing off each uh playing off each other but what i didn't know and i, I maybe you knew this that the her last name is kim i don't know her whole name who Lor- did. lauren mary kim Okay, so she did. She was obviously the for Ahsoka, but she also did the stuff in the Mandalorian for the for the armor. I didn't know that. I found that out late last night. So I I didn't know that until yeah. late last night, before before like two a.m. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Maybe they had announced that or something. I just missed. But I loved it. I'm a huge fan of it. It made the it made the lightsaber. It's one of my favorite lightsaber battles in all of Star Wars. It just was cool. I I I. I Think that, I hope they do it more. You know, obviously we'll get more animations coming. You know, coming in the future, and I hope they don't go away from it. Yeah, that was. We all knew about Ray Park, and you know they announced that at Celebration. But yeah, Lauren Mary Kim like killed it too, and she that in the I didn't know that either until yesterday. And the Mandalorian, she kicked ass there too. You know, it's just like it, it's so cool, and it's it's both both the same person, and just all the moves that they were doing. It was. It was just so cool. I don't know. There's not much else to say about it. But when when he kicks the lightsaber out of her hand and then she uses the force to pull it and he like flips over it, like you can tell a person actually did that. And then she catches it and it's just like you get goosebumps at that moment. And that's when she says, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up. The way you're fighting, you wouldn't have lasted long. And then he says, oh, you have Kenobi's arrogance. I just thought that was a great line. And then she's like, you'll find I have many qualities for you to dislike. And this like triggered in my brain where Luke says, you'll, you'll, you'll find full of surprises. Yeah. You'll find a full of surprises. It was just like that exact moment. It's just, just so good. That callback. Well, the first thing I noticed was Maul's hilt is uh, Asaz Ventress's hilt. He's got a new hilt on his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he says the Padawan looks like the Padawan needs one last lesson. Oh yeah. And then, you know, I, I love that. 
And when he first ignited his lightsaber, I thought I heard he first he uses like that Sidious scream that whatever yeah. that that that, um, that scream when he jumps at her, which I also noted that noticed that, and. I was reading on Twitter that someone had someone had said that this is taking place the same time that Mace is fighting the Emperor as well. I don't think that. I don't think we're there yet. That's just in my opinion. But that you know that that's kind of cool to kind of think. Oh, the glass broke at the same time that the glass broke in his his chamber or wherever. Yeah, I saw that going around, and I went down a couple of rabbit holes with that. And the thing that throws it off is that in one of the trailers, Mace. Yeah, so has the line. Yeah, yeah, he still says, "I sense a plot to destroy the yeah. Jedi," which I thought we were already past that, even with the um, Utapau and and all that stuff. But yeah, it's how it lines up. There is, you know, it, even if it doesn't line up exactly, it's pretty close to you know the same thing, and it's just so good. At the very least, you do hear the he uses this that scream. I don't know if that's yeah. like a does whatever that is, if, if city has taught him that or whatever, but yeah, I, I, I thought those same things about that line. You have many qualities, you know, Kenobi's arrogance. Um, you're lucky Anakin didn't show up, which I feel the same. Like I don't feel like if Kenobi and Anakin showed up that Maul and the Mandalorians would be able to just kill them. Like, I really don't think that would happen, but I, I could be wrong that he could come out of nowhere and destroy yeah, Anakin, I really think Anakin at this time is far superior to anybody besides Mason Yoda, and I guess Kenobi as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he would have lasted very long <laughs> if he was indeed fighting Anakin. Yeah, she was. She was definitely speaking the truth, and that line that he said to her about the Padawan needing one last lesson, like that was you know Ezra and rebels where he's like you know one last lesson like that was the whole thing with those last couple episodes of rebels so i thought that was a cool parallel there as well yeah like the, so when they're fighting and and then i'm sure we're, we're going to talk about it here but it's, it's a little scene to me it doesn't mean anything but like so she turns him up and kicks him out the door or the window yeah i just like how the lightsaber has like two little you know like yeah. between you know I, I that seems maybe that's no one no yeah. other seem to care. I just think that's cool. Like that, the you know, that's something that you just yeah. that they thought of. You know, the lightsaber going through there and creating those 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 uh, little marks. I love that. I noticed that too. I I love the those little details. And when that happened, like for, it happened, that happens. He gets kicked out of the window, and the two, yeah, his double bladed saber. You can see exactly where it went through the window too. But then, and then Ahsoka does a force jump, and I. Force jumps, I don't know why. They're so cool to me. I, I just love seeing them. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, uh, in especially the prequels, when I was a kid, I just, those always stuck out to me where I was like, God, that's so cool. Like, when they do that. So she, like, hops out the window and, yeah, that little Here's detail. Slide down the. Yeah. You know, what she's, you don't always see that too much because, you know, she used it in the last episode when she jumps off that ship that's crashing and she uses it to slow down uh, on the ground. And then yeah, she's using it again to to climb down with it. I just she's just become such a yeah. I don't know how to say it, a master at using her lightsabers. Yeah, it's it's so good. And then it cuts back to the war. The clones are clearly in control. They're winning the war. Saxon calls Maul for backup. Maul could care less about Saxon. I mean, he's just like die well, Mandalorian. Like 
whatever. I, I don't, I'm done with this. You know, I'm leaving. The time has come, whatever. And so he is up in these rafters waiting for his ship. And then it's a close up shot on his face. And then we hear and we see the lightsabers illuminate like behind him. So we see the lightsabers first as they come. And then it, the camera pans over and Ahsoka is already up there in the rafters with him. And this is, yeah, Ahsoka says, Obi-Wan is right. You are difficult to kill. And then we get more lightsaber duel. And it's just them on these beams, thousand feet in the air, just going at each other. Just so good. Yeah, no, great scene. This is where, you know, he drops, he kind of goes back to the dark being bad. And, you know, he's, he basically deals in an absolute. He says, now this is your last one. He kind of has her on the ropes. This is your last chance. Join me or die. You know, it's kind of like, this is your option. Do this with me or I'm going to kill you. But, you know, he still needs her to team up to do this. So, I mean, I think he wants to do that. I mean, he easily could have just sliced that beam and she would have fallen to her, you know, fallen to her death. But he decided to reach out her his hand again. Or I don't know if he reached out his hand, but or just gave her that last chance. You know, and he said, you know, we could, we could... We could have destroyed Sidious and, and think she says only for you to take Ma- his place. Mm-hmm. Which I think but. that would probably be Maul's plan. You know, I don't think that that's priority one, but I think once Anakin's done and then if they did destroy Sidious, like that's probably his plan is to be in control. And like, so I think Ahsoka was right there, you know, but I think that they should have focused on priority one first. Yeah. So Maul knocks both lightsabers out of her hands. So I think this is where maybe those green lightsabers come into, you know, the whole inconsistency between this and the Ahsoka novel. And she either loses these or, I mean, she could totally get them back now too if she just went down there and got them. So maybe that's not a thing. But yeah, he knocks them both out of her hand. And then this is where she's using those skills without her lightsaber that obviously she's always had, but she had to use in those four episodes with the Martez sisters where like she didn't have her lightsabers, you know? So she's, it's not like she's not used to this now. She's been, it's been a while since she's been in the Jedi order. And then, yeah, she grabs his hilt and throws him down with it and catches him in the air with the force. And then this is where like Maul is just squeaming, you know, he's just, what are you doing? We're all going to die. You're all going to burn. Like just, you feel terrible for him because it's true. You know, they are, you know, Maul and Ahsoka, not necessarily, but everybody else, like the world's changing. Like it's, it's done. He's hanging there. You just feel terrible for this guy. You do. I mean, he screams out, let me die. I mean, yeah. like, it's just like the anguish in him is just, you know, again, Whitworth's that whole little scene there is just awesome. I mean, he's basically this like pleading, kill me or, you know, don't, Hey, don't take me to my, you don't know this, but don't take me to my former master. It's not going to end well for me. You know, it, it, if she did take him all the way to there, I mean, he'd be killed, but we, obviously we know he survives. Yeah. It just, the voice acting there was uh, terrifying and sad and just like all these emotions go through. And so, yeah, Rex, Rex and the clones show up, get them all tied up, take him away. Ahsoka looks up through the broken window, which who do you think the female pilot was? Was it? Was it? Rook cast, I thought. Unless she was in the battle, I couldn't, I don't know. Because obviously it's not, 
Yeah. Ursa Wren. I mean, that's the only one we don't know. We have we don't see in this. Um, it must have been Rook, but I, I thought that was something that, yeah, wasn't quite answered. But, yeah, I don't think she was down there with Saxon, and she didn't go with Saxon. <sighs> I can't remember. But, yeah, I assumed it was Rook, but. Together, I mean, she t- says to him, I think she says, Lord Maul, what, what, when they're talking, after they talk to the, the crime syndicates. Mm-hmm. She asks, like, what, what's, what's going on? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the last time we see her. So you don't know if she's in that battle or if she surrenders. She's one of the ones that surrender and gets captured, or she's yeah, plane. Right. Yeah. So I guess that's probably something we'll we'll find out eventually too. But yeah, and then it ends when she's looking up, kind of at the stars, and we know it's gonna pick up right from that moment on Friday, and we know Order sixty six is happening and it's probably i would if i had to guess it'll probably happen within the first five minutes of this next episode and then i think we're gonna get further across i think the one thing that i'm really curious about is are we going to see any sort of communication between ahsoka and anakin because i don't think there's anything that says we can't you know i think we know that she says the last time i saw him he was rushing off to save the chancellor, but I don't think that necessarily means they didn't have any conversations. So I'm going to be interested to see that because Ahsoka doesn't know that he's Darth Vader or doesn't choose to believe it, but that doesn't mean they couldn't still have a conversation after he has turned because even after he's turned, when he's talking to Padme, you know, at the beginning, he's just, he's Anakin, you know, he's, you kind of have some sympathy for him, but then like Obi-Wan's there and he totally flips it, you know? So it's like, they could still have that conversation after he's turned. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think we have to get Anakin. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if we see the emperor uh, in some capacity too, because they, this entire episode, they talked about Sidious a hundred times. So it's like, are they really going to go a whole four episodes without Sidious, without Anakin, without Darth Vader? I, I don't I know. think we'll get Vader. I really do think Vader will get some screen time in this. I really think they really won't pass up that opportunity. Um, obviously, the way that they had that they communicate with each other in um, you know when um, they fight in Rebels, it almost is like they haven't seen each other. I mean, he basically is like sad, and you know, Ahsoka, you, uh, I needed you, and you weren't there, or whatever he says to her. I obviously I can't remember it. I don't know. It would suck to, for them not to have that kind of closure, but I guess they do have it in 16, 14, 16 years or whatever it is from now. I don't know. Yeah. And what's your take on Maul being captured? I, in my head, the clones are going to turn. I don't know exactly. And everyone's talked about Order 66. What does it mean? Do they just kill Jedi? Do they just k- kill people that use the Force? Whatever it is, you know, Ahsoka's there. They're probably going to. I don't know if they go after Maul or not, but I feel like Ahsoka is going to have to free him to help her out and Rex out because they're, she's not going to just leave the planet and be away from the clones. Like she's in the middle of this with all of the clones. You know what I mean? Like she's on Mandalore. Uh, she could leave and try to go talk to Anakin or try to go do something, but she's going to be around some clones and, and things are going to get pretty interesting with that. So all the same thoughts. I mean, yeah, either, they're on the same, you know, they're on the same ship, you know, because Rex does say, we'll take it from here, Commander. And she's like, okay. 
So does that mean that they obviously they have to have some interaction with with him still? So does he the clones just turn on Ahsoka and then then the chaos Maul's free and he gets to escape? Or yeah, does Ahsoka free him so that he can assist her to get past this point or because they're both gonna die? Is the inhibitor chip only for since the light side of the force, you know, like, and they're, you know, obviously they're not going to turn on Sidious, you know, does Sidious, you're not, you, you don't, does the inhibitor chip say, you don't kill me because I'm the, I'm your master, okay. but you can kill anyone or force user. I don't know. Obviously they don't, they don't turn on Anakin. Um, so obviously that was in the plan from the whole get go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, he'll, he'll get free somehow, whether it's Ahsoka letting him go or amidst the chaos. Yeah, it's uh, we're we're definitely not done with Maul. We're not. I don't think we're done with Vader or Sidious or Obi Wan. I don't think that's the last conversation we see with Obi Wan. Like I think it's gonna it's gonna get crazy. I think you know we have two episodes left next Friday and then the following Monday. So we're we're now nine days away from the end of the Clone Wars. And yeah, it's these last two episodes are gonna be gonna be crazy we've we've thought these last two were good i think that these two are just gonna continue to up the bar because it'll be hard to top what we've seen already but that's just the first act you know that's just the first half of this movie that they put together so we you know we we just reached the climax so i think we're we're in for a treat the only other things that i can think of for this episode are you know yeah when you mentioned earlier about um her dropping her those lightsabers, does she get them again? Because I remember in the, in the Ahsoka novels, she leaves them there so they can't find her, if I remember that correctly. So either she does leave them there, or she doesn't get them. She gets them back, and then she does leave them there after they escape or whatever, how they get away. Obviously, in Rebels, she has different lightsabers. She uses the Inquisitor's um, crystals and bleeds them clear. And that's how she has her whites. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I thought about for that. And, uh, you know, like I said, the whole mall thing, you know, when I first heard he was coming back, I was just like, that's stupid. You're going to bring him back. He was cut in half. It doesn't make any sense to me. I remember thinking that when we found out that he was going to return and then he cut, then he had the spider legs and you're kind of like, man, what, what, and it's turned into, I hated it. And now to me, he's turned into probably one of my, if not my favorite character in all of Star Wars. And that's, that's, I think that's pretty bold uh, with everything we got. Well, obviously Luke's probably my number one. Um, but uh, one of my favorite top three. And it's just so cool to think what, what he was, like you said, a couple lines in the first movie that he was in to death, to spider legs, to robot legs, to all the way that his stories have gone through in Clone Wars and Rebels. It's just an amazing journey, and I'm just so happy. That's why I think we're going to continue to get more. There's still more Maul story to be told, and I hope they tell it, whether that's in a cartoon or Solo 2 happens or what. But we need more because he's he's been a treat. Yeah, he has, and it's been it's been great to, to get those extra layers added every time he gets on the screen. And, yeah, there's a big gap between the siege of Mandalore and the end of solo, you know, where he's obviously still in charge of these crime syndicates and what have they built and how far have they made it? And, you know, it's, 
I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of mall left to tell, but yeah, kind of. I'm excited for next week and and the following Monday, but it's gonna be sad that the Clone Wars is gone, gone now. You know, like the Clone Wars are over, and you know we're we're back to uh, the dark times. You know, between between the Empire taking over and the New Hope. So it's just yeah, it's a lot of emotions, but I can't wait. Like I said. Yeah, it's been like Christmas Eve the last couple Fridays, and yeah, we're not going to have much time in between the next two episodes to even process anything. So it's we're going to get those back to back, and then they're going to mash it all together as a movie. And yeah, it's just it's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I think that about wraps it up for our breakdown analysis, a little bit of speculation for Siege of Mandalore Part 2, The Phantom Apprentice. You can follow the show on Twitter at Force Time Pod. You can leave us a review on iTunes and you can listen to us anywhere you get podcasts. So thanks for listening today. And we are going to be super pumped to talk about the finale of the Clone Wars and what it all means and and what we're getting next and, and everything. So thanks again and may the force be with you. 